We are back. You are listening to the world's one and only seven day sports podcast. Of course, you are tuned in to the Chuck and the Ruck show. I am one half of the show's host. I am Chuck. And we are going to get right into it today. There has been some news on the front of the Kevin Durant situation. As you all may recall, he requested a trade earlier during the offseason. Just happens to be a big coincidence when the Nets, when Kyrie Irving opted back into his contract, Kevin Durant requested a trade but we all knew about his preferred destinations the phoenix suns and the miami heat but there appears to be another team in on the kevin durant sweepstakes and that is the memphis grizzlies now according to shams sharania from the athletic that Memphis has acquired about what it would take to get Kevin Durant. Now, I personally can't see the Brooklyn Nets making a deal like that with Memphis without including Ja Morant. And I'm almost positive that they would not include Ja Morant. So they would probably have to get a third team involved where they can send draft picks and another team would send a superstar because the Brooklyn Nets have made it clear that they want a young up-and-coming superstar back for Kevin Durant in order to make any moves. But if Memphis got Kevin Durant, I would have to put them as the number one contender could you imagine him and Ja Morant playing together? I don't care who the other three guys are, but if you put those two dudes together on the court on the same team, they would have to be the favorites to win it all. But it also appears that um, the Brooklyn Nets are asking a lot for Kevin Durant, and they're also asking a lot for Kyrie Irving. Because word is they don't want to break up the team right now. They want to give them a full season and see the team full capacity along with newly acquired Ben Simmons. If they stick together, I would I would put them in a handful of teams out east that have a legitimate chance of reaching and winning the NBA championship along with Boston, along with Milwaukee, can't forget about the Boston Celtics. And I may even put Cleveland in that list. Now, they may be a few pieces more away from winning the championship, but I definitely think Cleveland this upcoming season, especially if they keep Colin Sexton, will be a top-four team in the Eastern Conference. So that is the update with the whole Kevin Durant situation. 
We also have the world's 10 highest paid athletes for this year so far. I thought this was an interesting list. Number 10 was Giannis Antetokounmpo, Milwaukee Bucks, with a total earning of 81 million. 40 of that coming from on court. Got another 40. One million from off court. Have Tom Brady at number nine, earning eighty-four million total, with thirty-two from on field. You have fifty-two from off field. Number eight. This is pretty surprising. Canelo Alvarez, who earned a total of ninety million. He um he earned eighty five million from boxing and another five million in endorsements. Then number six go down Kevin Durant earned number earned ninety two million total with fifty of it coming off the court. Then at number two you have LeBron James who earned a total of one hundred and twenty one million. With 41 coming in basketball and 80 million from endorsements. That's nearly double the money he makes off the court. And number one, of course, is Lionel Messi, earning a total of 130 million with 73 million coming from playing his sport, which is soccer or football to the rest of the world, and 55 million from endorsements and such so those are some of the top 10 lists the ones that i thought were pretty interesting and also um, i had a chance to check out the documentary on netflix untold the girlfriend who wasn't it is the story of manti teo just a little recap, Manti Teo was a very good linebacker to play for Notre Dame, but his senior season, he just exploded, gaining worldwide notoriety, notoriety, not just on the field, but off the field as well because his grandmother as well as his girlfriend has supposedly died the same day so you know how the media eats up stories like that and they took it and ran with it he almost won a heisman trophy that year johnny manziel ended up beating him out back in 2012 but turns out um Manti Teo did not actually have a girlfriend. It was a guy, Ronea, some guy pretending to be a girl. This was before catfishing was a really big thing, before the MTV series. Just some sick, twisted guy pretending to be a girl and pretending to really care for Manti Teo and he fell for it and believed the person and actually fell in love. I don't know how you fall in love with somebody just over the phone and, and through some instant messages, but 
pretty good documentary. I think um, I think they did a pretty good job in letting Mantateo explain his story, how he actually talked to the person and thought it was a girl the entire time. But um, but yeah, it was it was pretty much hell for Mantateo, and he he explained that anxiety after all this happened kind of ruined his football career that's why he did not have the nfl career that he envisioned you know he may have been a lot better than he turned out but can't take back his year at notre dame and almost winning the heisman trophy and making it to the national championship i know they got steamrolled by alabama but they got there but yeah, if you get a chance, check it out. It's called Matt, it's called Untold, the girlfriend that wasn't on Netflix. But that is all the time we have for today. Be sure to check back with us tomorrow for the Chuck and Ruck Show for the one and only Seven Day Sports Podcast. And until then. <laughs>